I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I have Chris Visions, I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin Time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Hey, I'm Mr. Priscilla. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Robbie Amell. What's up, guys? Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Bob McLeod, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert. About a year ago, I've got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> and we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. Robin Hobb is here. Working on a trilogy called The Fits and the Fool. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Well, hello guys. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. Hello, Matt. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's warm again <laughs> down here. Yeah, it's been strangely warm in Edmonton lately. So, cool, cool. Michael, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Can't, well, I can complain a little bit, but we will leave the sports out of it. Christina, how you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> I think about it for a while, you know, just before I answer it. I'm like, oh. that's good to fully assess before answering. There you go. She's blah blah blah. I'm okay. <laughs> Maybe the condensed version. <laughs> okay, two letters. And since we're going to be talking Star Wars: The Last Jedi today, and we had a Star Wars contest going on for the ten day countdown, which we had. One or two people enter one day, but we had one person enter, I think, every single thing. So he entered ten <laughs> times, which, because yeah. his name was in the hat ten times, because he entered every single day, ended up being our winner. And he's with us. Woody from Alaska. <laughs> I won. Yay! Yes, you win, Woody. <laughs> you get the trash compactor escape movie moment scene from Funko Pop. Oh, sweet. So, they don't have uh, those up here yet. No, you didn't get them yet? That's Well, you got this cool one. And from what I've heard, I bumped into someone the other day. I bumped into someone the other day who has a full-on like Funko shop, like a store, and that's all he sells. And he said that that right. particular one, now I just chose it randomly pretty much. I was like, well, this one looks really cool to me. I think we should get this one to give away. And uh, what ended up happening was it turns out that's the one that I guess is the rarest, the hardest to find. And then also he said, the other problem is most of the boxes are destroyed and the box I picked is pretty to good shape. So you might be getting a really, really good one there of the, cool. of the set. I think there's five different ones, but yeah. Um, if you count the, um, the Walgreens exclusive it might be six. Okay. Maybe there's six different scenes. All right. And I the braved Walmart. 
I braved Walmart the other day just to go look to see if I saw any Funko Pop scenes, and I felt like I needed a shower after that. <laughs> Jeez. I, I was like, this toy aisle is so disorganized. <laughs> Walmart's not a sponsor of the Super Awesome Geek Show. Sorry. I just went in the one near us because um, we went out this morning to a couple of uh, farmer's markets. Dad is always on the hunt for really good tomatoes. So it's become a thing where every Sunday I drive him around to a couple of um, farmer's markets. And during the week, he researches a couple new ones to try and find just because he's on the hunt for these like perfect tomatoes. And I'm not quite sure what makes the perfect tomato, but he so far he has not found it in like four or five weeks of hunting. But anyway, so we stopped at a Walmart. And I noticed down the end they had this extra room in, in like off to the side that they'd opened up. And it was like your Christmas holiday shopping ends here. You know, and I'm like, what does that mean? And you go in there and it was like <laughs> You're done. It was Is it like threatening you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like forty aisles of just toys. I mean, there was like three or four entire aisles that were just Star Wars toys and like two aisles that were all Transformers. And they had stuff going back two or three years. So I'm like, I'm going through there and I'm like, you guys have Ahsoka Tano? And like, there's like, with all the articulation, there were like vintage card figures from that vintage line that was out two or three years ago. And I'm like, what the hell? There was Transformers all the way, going all the way back before combiner wars like the the just the generation set you know and i'm like where did you get this stuff that's like three years old you know like and why is it here (laughs) why don't i have any money (laughs) but yeah it always happens find the stash and you're broke yeah right yeah but um they didn't have any of the really expensive ones so my dad was thinking he goes well i have heard that there's a couple walmarts that store everything and then during Christmas, they usually pick one or two in the area where they bring load everything up and bring it all to that one store. And uh, and so, you know, and when I went through, I was like, well, that kind of makes sense because the the one item from each thing that was like the top item, you know, like if I had found a vintage card Ahsoka Tano, which sells for like hundreds of dollars now, it wasn't there. You know what I mean? But all the other figures were there that are selling for like 10 bucks, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense then. I thought maybe someone cherry-picked it all, but if it's the leftovers, that's probably why there was nothing really super hot there, you know? But anyway, we're going to be talking, you know, congratulations, Woody. Thanks for entering the contest. That was so much fun. I'm glad you posted pictures at least. Yeah. I'm glad you posted pictures and had most of the stuff in your collection. Um, kind of like you, I got a bit, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Although, did you put up anything for the clothing day? Did you have socks or a t-shirt? You had a t-shirt, um, right? I think I put my hoodie on there. Oh, that's right. You did the Those hoodie. That I was wearing around the con. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. With a picture with Vanessa Marshall and... and uh, that, I took, that I took and wore to the uh, Star Wars opening. Since and, I went out to opening night as well. Yeah, and you had the picture with Stephen Amell, right? Yes. That was cool. Arrow. Got to have a picture of Arrow. Yeah. 
And he's it, everybody I met there was just awesome. I can't wait for this. I got my tickets for next year, so I'm all, all stoked to go do it. That's cool. Well, that's a, that's a good one for you because you get to visit family at the same time, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Get to go hang out with the sister and nephews and nieces and go play con. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually do this year. Are you? Gonna, do you think you'll try to go to Star Wars Celebration if it goes to Anaheim? I don't think I can afford that. No. It's just all the because um, I don't have to pay for a hotel or rent a car. That's so, true. When you go to your, when you go to your family's house, yeah, big chunk of money right there. Yep. So yeah, yeah I could go crash on my couch in uh, San Diego, but still, that's then I got to go up to LA every day, and that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm already saving money. I've been just putting a little bit aside every month already, even though it's going to be in like 2019. So I'm just like. I'll just start putting a little bit aside now because it's going to cost a lot of money to fly out there and get a hotel and go to the show, and I really want to go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're going to be talking Star Wars today. I assume everybody saw The Last Jedi, right? Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. what? No. No, just <laughs> You Christ- lied to me! Christina's like, <laughs> what? what movie is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. So I heard after 48 hours, it had made over $200 million already. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think Disney made a good choice buying Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the fans looked up more than anything else. Yeah, you, you, you think so? so well, let's go, Woody. What was your impression, your first overall impression of The Last Jedi? Like, well, I liked it, disliked the, it? I went to the Fan Fest opening night one where he had Ryan Johnson giving the intro with the, the John Williams, um, um, basically, I guess, tribute, I guess you can call it. So before the movie started, we were going through the retrospect of all of the stuff of Star Wars. So once that started, then just like you're just sitting there going. And then once the the music started and the the... The Star Wars logo popped up. It was just a nonstop, awesome display of. of it, it was just, it was awesome. And then seeing all the little Easter eggs that he popped in there with Yoda and 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 whatnot, it was just so cool. Yeah, we got. I got the. I got to do the same thing. Go to the fan event down here, and I loved the fact that Ryan Johnson was on there ahead of time, and then the uh, the John Williams tribute. I thought that was great. Yeah. I mean, I, I I really hope that they put that on the Blu-ray so everybody else can see it. But just to see it before the movie even started was just, it was outstanding. I, I would imagine all, it would be an extra, right? It it should be, considering it was a, a fan-only event. I mean, and, and everybody, I think, got different stuff. We got the little banner, uh, what, six-picture poster, with then we got the cards. You got something else. So, yeah, and each... Just- had different stuff. Christina, I'll give your impression. Then, uh, if I'm if I saw that right, you got the same poster, right? Yes, it was like a mini little like each character dressed in red poster. Um, you just grabbed one, but yeah. Um, and I bought a blanket and the popcorn tub and the cup. <laughs> did, did you guys have the plush BB-8, the big round ball one? Uh, yeah. Like satin. 
think like, so. I, I, I like at that point I was like already tired from the day and I was just like, okay, as soon as I sit down, I'll be excited. But it was like okay, so my first impression was the movie was you know, expletive, yes. Because <laughs> I mean, I texted that to people, but I won't say it in case people, you know, shouldn't <laughs> be hearing those words. Um I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um there, you know, there was a few times where I was like, What the hell? You know, <laughs> but um yeah, I I, I I loved it. Um funny enough, a few times there was a few points in the movie where I'm like, Oh, this is where they're gonna end it. No, okay. Mm-hmm. No, okay, all right. Um, but then, you know, then again, probably around like nine forty five, I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> tired starts setting in. I'm like, oh um, but no, I loved it. Um, I think the crowd energy I was in, I'm used to being the last few movies. Like the crowd has been so hyped up, so excited, cheered. Um, I must have been in a movie with older folks. I have no idea because when the scroll came up, I mean, anybody who's gone with me, well, Unless I've seen it a few times, I didn't do that when I saw it a few times, like Rogue One. <laughs> but, um, you know, the scroll come up, and I'm sitting there going, yay! And no one else is doing it. I'm like, wow, feel like a door. Like <laughs> you know? And then Yoda comes on, I'm like, yeah! And no one else is saying it, and I'm like, all righty. <laughs> it was just like every little thing. Like, when Chewie was eating the porg, I was like, oh, that was yeah. awesome. I was, I, I was laughing so loud and like there was only a couple people laughing and then when Yoda blew up the tree I was like ha ha you know <laughs> and no one else is I'm like wow am I my own own comic relief sitting here but <laughs> no I, I well, we'll I get in, we'll get into all that I'm sure yeah, yeah. but yeah I uh, first initial um, loved it. Uh, not really looking at all the people naysaying it out. For some reason, that's what's being put out. Fans hated it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mad, what'd I you think? Fans, but <laughs> so I went and saw it first thing Thursday night. Um, it gave me Knights of the Old Republic feels. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that because it kind of reminded me just the the flow of the storytelling and it totally reminded me of Knights of the Old Republic. And I was mm. just like, I am super digging this because it was different. The the storytelling and just the way everything flows, it just, it was a little different. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. It did seem a little long, but again, I like long mm. movies, so I was right. totally into the long movie. <laughs> Especially for a Star Wars movie. I mean, how can I be, like, angry about that? I mean, really. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, that's cool. There's a lot of parts where I was just like, oh, yes, I was waiting for this. Good. <laughs> yes, good. Mm-hmm. Michael, what's your first impression? Um, I, first, I, I, I loved it. There were parts that I would nitpick. I um, loved everything with, with Ray and Luke, though, especially... And it, I was sort of conscious the whole time of watching the movie. Like, I have no idea where this is going. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> many times. Because you know, The Force Awakens, I sort of had more of an idea. I don't really know how, but I, I just 
or, or at least I got the sense like, oh, I think this is going to happen, and then it happened, and like, oh, okay, yeah, that's you know. But this one, I things kept happening that I wasn't expecting, and so that that sort of put me on even more um, uncertain, you know, happily uncertain ground. And, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like the rest of you. I was like, oh, they, this movie's going to end. Like, oh wait, no wait, they haven't even been on that planet with the red stuff that I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kept, that's <laughs> how I was doing it too. <laughs> I was like, when's that planet going to come in? What the heck? Where is this? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, now we'll get into the nitty-gritty of it, since everyone's given their first impressions. And I think now is when I should warn everybody who's listening. Um, if We're going to get into serious spoilers, because I don't think we can talk about this movie in depth without giving away some of the more serious plot points. More than just Chewie eating a pork. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully you Tastes don't, like chicken. Hopefully you don't feel like that was a crazy spoiler and Christina just ruined the whole movie for you. Yes, Chewie Whoa. eats a porg. That was the whole it, point. It, of, should, <laughs> it should be listed in the description, spoilers, so, you know, if you yeah, push that's play, true. that's your fault! <laughs> I can't believe Snoke was a collection of porgs in a trench coat. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> Force-sensitive hey, porgs. <laughs> Force-sensitive porg. Hey, don't laugh. That may be. That may still be true. Oh, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> Everybody keeps teasing. Jar Jar was the evil behind the throne. It's the porgs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so let's. I guess we'll just start with. Um, let's see. Let's start with some of the really the really ones that hit us. So Ray not and her parents just not caring and just like selling her off for for booze money right you know so they get drunk well, you, you got it you got to remember who told her that yeah he's, he's sith and sith as i stated earlier on we're talking to somebody that sith lie and he what he told her may not be the truth hmm. i'm kind of hey so I'm, I'm 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 in the same camp or at least i'm i'm clinging to that not clinging but uh, <laughs> i would like for that to be true just because I, I it's a lot easier for me to think that she's got some that she had some training that she then forgot and that's where all, all this stuff came back in the last movie good interesting hmm, i don't know uh, i kind of want her parents to be drunks i think that's yeah, hilarious no. <laughs> it's just like you know and then she like one day walks stumbles upon them and they're just trashed out of their mind in a bar, and she's like, "No, you can't be my parents." <laughs> well, he like, said they were dead. Oh, he said they were dead in a pauper's grave on, on Jack. Uh, God damn it! No, I want them <laughs> to be alive and drunk. Very important. <laughs> okay, so my 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 thought on that is, in the Force Awakens, they purposely were sly about her being dropped off and left. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is what ran people's minds rampant about, okay, was it Luke? Was it Obi-Wan? Was it somebody? Was it this? You know, and that all those theories went flying galore. And someone said, watch, she is a nobody. And when Kylo Ren said that, I'm not going to call him Ben because I'm just not. Um, (laughs) When he said to her, your parents were nobodies, I'm like, I knew it. I mean, I didn't know it, but I figure, but then part of me goes, so why the whole secrecy of dumping her off and not showing who dumped her off? Or was it a way to just not pay an actor's face 
you, you know what I mean? That Those were my thoughts on that well, part. I mean, I think so many people had so many speculations on who was Ray, and I was waiting. I was sitting there going, okay, we've had this movie going for how long now? I'm sitting there in the seat going, no one said who she is. And when he, when it was just the two of them, you know, like someone said, part of me is wondering if he told her that to see if she would join him because she'd be so hurt, so broken, so disappointed would she turn to the dark and join him. But it proved that she is stronger than that, no matter who her parents is, no matter who the, you know. It's kind of like when Luke found out Vader was his dad. And if that's a spoiler for you, I'm just really sorry. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, well, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I, I don't know if I was surprised or like, just like, yeah, well, I expected that. Well, it's, um, <clears throat> see, when I saw the movie the first time, I've now seen it four times today. I went this morning to my fourth time after we got back from the, uh, after we got that's back why he's from... the host of the show ladies. <laughs> <laughs> after we got back from tomato hunting um but uh with my dad um but um well i got a movie pass i joined that you know the guys who do netflix and redbox they started up a new thing called movie pass and you pay 9.99 a month or you pay 89.99 a year and you can see as many movies in the theater as you want um so well, I'm uh, waiting on my car to show up. <laughs> yeah. So I got it knowing that I would go see Star Wars multiple times. So I pay $10 and I can see Star Wars as many times as I want in one month. So I'm like, okay. Well, actually, I, I mean, forever. Because, you know, in January, I'll pay another $10 and I can see it 30 more times if I want to, you know. So mm-hmm. it's a, I highly recommend it because you can go to a, literally a million movies and just pay that one fee. So it's, I don't know how the company's going to make money. They're going to, probably go out of business within a year or so but still i'm gonna use it while i can you know but um so when i saw it the first time i was like you know a little bit like really that's it so ray's parents are not important you know and i was trying to get it through my head like why they would have done it that way you know and I really think that the reason they didn't say anything in Force Awakens was just to keep the story, the hype, and the talk going. They wanted that communication of everyone going, who's Ray? who's Snoke? Neither one of those two major characters had any kind of background or any idea of who they were. So I think they wanted to get to generate that excitement and get people talking. Because it was going to be a new trilogy, a new set of Star Wars movies, a new company had taken over. It was the first thing they'd put out since the new company took over Disney. So I think they wanted people talking about it on YouTube and on online and on Twitter and Facebook and everything else. And then I think that's one of the reasons why all the people who hate it hate it because they were expecting her to be something more than what she is. But mm-hmm. what I really like is that um, I really think that Ryan Johnson, he put it out there that um, – that I'm sending you guys this on in, in a, as a private message in, on Twitter so you can see it, but there's two images I took of Ryan's interview with comicbook.com, and he says that, I'll just summarize it, but basically when Luke was in, in Empire Strikes Back and Vader told him that he was his father, it was the last thing that Luke wanted to hear. Luke didn't want his dad to be the the evil guy that they were all against. Well, 
in the same way, they had to have something that Ray, the last thing Ray wanted to hear. Now, if you're an orphan and you're left on a hostile planet, you want to believe that you're a Kenobi. You want to believe that you're a Skywalker. You want to believe that your parents were important. Maybe they were Han Solo and Princess Leia. You know what I mean? You want that as an orphan. You you want... So Ray's character wanted to be part of one of those families more than anything in the world. So what's the last thing that she's going to want to hear? That her parents are not important. That she's not important. That she really is just a lonely little orphan that was left to die on this planet. You know? So that's why it makes sense for her character to have that kind of origin. Because that's the origin every orphan really has. You know? Yes. Well, I'm okay with her, you know, with her parents being nobodies and everything. The only thing that... I guess I don't want to say disappointed because that's not that's too strong a word. But the only thing that that kind of irks not irk, well, yeah, I guess it does irk me a little bit unless there's more to it. But I was thinking that there has to be some reason why she has this latent power that just suddenly woke up, unless you know, as as, as Snoke seemed to imply that because there was a Kylo Ren, there had to be an answering, balancing person on the light side. But then it just seems too coincidental that. It would just happen to be her, and she happened to be in the right place. Then again, that's how the force works. I guess I'm kind of thinking out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I could accept it, but I was I was really, and I'm still slightly clinging to um, the the thought that she it. that she had some sort of training or something. Like she was somehow part of, maybe not anymore. I don't know, but like somehow she was part of the of Luke's temple and and got carried off somewhere but maybe that's that's probably not the case and i should get over get over it, but <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, as 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 you said you know that was a sith telling her that information so maybe there's more it could be the truth but i'm hoping there's more to it still somehow but who knows <laughs> yeah yeah we'll just have to see how it unfolds i'm sure there will be like a hundred million new theories on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube in the coming years as people digest it and try to pick everything apart. Especially when it comes out on Blu-ray and DVD or download or whatever and people get to watch it scene by scene and frame by frame and they'll all start pulling out all these theories. You gotta, you gotta be able to watch it on video so you can watch the cantina scene. Oh my god! <laughs> Just to see if there is more in that in those scenes than there than you could see in that little brief brief shot. Yeah. So let's move on to the other important character, like we said, Snoke. So how did everybody feel about Snoke's <laughs> demise? I was okay I, with it. It just seemed to be the big buildup for the, he's the big mean bad guy. And he just gets just killed quick. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I expected. I just expected him to be in more of a, since they mentioned a big deal with him. I Who's found. Snoke? I found him more annoying than the uh, am, than the emperor, mm. um, and uh, Kylo did what Vader did not. He was just like, oh, you don't think I'll kill you? All right. You know, like, die, sucker. I'm in charge now. <laughs> like, you know, it's, I don't know. I That, at first, okay, I'm going to lead you to my impression about that. Snoke, eh, I didn't really care for him much in the other movie. And then he, they put him in a bodily form, which was 
I, I don't, he looked like some roadkill, you know, and all the jokes <laughs> about Jar Jar being smoke, Snoke, I was like, that's real far-fetched with those eyes, you know, and um, when I knew he was saying, it was something in me when he said to Kylo Ren, <clears throat> I know you're going to do what's right, I can read your mind, I'm like, oh, dude, you were dumb as a box of rocks, I, I like, in my <laughs> mind, I was like, Nah, he's gonna die, you know. And when he got sliced, I was like, "Oh yes!" So like, more confidence was his weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally laughed out loud. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah," you know. Again, being the only person making noise in the theater. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I. I'm glad he's gone. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like, eh, I'm glad they gave him a bodily form and I'm glad they let him die. Uh, that was about. <laughs> what do you I think, Ben? Sorry. Or Mike? Okay. Oh, bad if she wants to go first. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> well, I was, I, I found him a lot more, first of all, the way he died, I liked. I liked how they orchestrated it and how it, it made sense that, you know, as, as he was, Seeing what Kyler was doing, but he was he was misreading it, and so that worked out really well for me. I was not, I did not feel like he went out like a punk. <laughs> well, Kylo, it, it, just, it just worked. But Kylo moved but, both lightsabers. That's the thing. He was right. turning the one in his own hand, just like yeah. just like Snoke was reading, but his yeah, other I mean, hand, it, he was using the Force to move the blue lightsaber. You know. Yeah, and, I, and that's why I didn't. Have, that's why I didn't worry about it because I was like, oh, it's you know, this is. Um, I didn't feel like he should have seen it coming because he did see it coming. He just misunderstood. And I felt I found Snoke a lot more compelling, the character in this, especially in the beginning when he's like just whopping the floor with everyone and just tossing power all over the place. So I was kind of sad to see him go because I felt he was being built up. And, and I was like, OK, I can get behind this Snoke as, 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 a, as the big bad guy because Kylo's still a little too for me. I can see he's developing into something, but... But I thought, oh, they're moving Snoke into place for this one. But, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that I'm, I'm wondering, do you think, does, do you guys think we'll ever hear, at least in the movies, about where he came from or how he came into contact with with Luke's temple or anything like that? Actually, within the movie, or will they make us all buy the novelizations, you know, the the novel of Snoke that I'm sure is coming out? <laughs> so. I, I think that's one of the problems a lot of the fans are having that they're getting pissed off at is. Doesn't seem you, you had one director do one thing and then you have another director do another thing and now it's just announced that uh, um, what what's his name was come back has just now pitched for the third movie and it's like wait a minute why wasn't there a set doctrine of this is the the, the trilogy this mm-hmm. is where it's going these are your characters make your story make your movie well I think um, it was I think Disney had intended all along when Abrams and Disney came when Abrams and I guess the Disney story group guys came up with the whole trilogy. I think their plan was that Ray would have no parents that were of importance and that Snoke was going to die in this second movie. I really think they had that plan all from the beginning. And then Ryan just did it in his own way is all that, that well, was and, different. And I, and I loved what he did. It was awesome. Yeah. So what's your thoughts, man? So during the whole scene with Snoke, I kept looking at his eyes going, who are you? Who are you? And I kept going, you're Ezra, aren't you? I know you're Ezra. 
She's Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I have this horrible head canon that he's Ezra. So just the most bonkers. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose some geek cred here. Who's Ezra? A Star Wars oh my Rebels. God. The cartoon. Oh, oh, okay. I've only seen one season. He's the he's the kid, the little kid that has oh, the force. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Okay, nerd. Go ahead. <laughs> Carry on. I was uh, I was pretty happy to see him get that though. I was just like, that's right, die. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I would have liked is that I wanted to see more of like when he stood up and used that electrical power on and just threw her across the floor or whatever. I was like, yeah, some just raw power. Let's see this, you know. So I wanted to see one more. If I had just gotten to see one more use of extreme force power, I think I would have been a little bit like satisfied even more. Not that I was un I was not unsatisfied the way with the way things turned out. I liked it. But um cuz I I mean I remember talking to my brother, he was like is this going to be a rehash of Empire Strikes Back and then the last movie is going to be a rehash of Jedi and I said no, I think what this movie is, it's Empire and Jedi rolled into one. Mm. and we're going to see Snoke die. And I was like, maybe even Kylo Ren. I don't know. Or Kylo's going to get redeemed, and then we're going to have a, a the ninth movie is going to be totally new, something up in the air that can go anywhere, you know. And then when we got to, when my brother got done seeing it Friday night, he was like, holy crap, I can't believe that, <laughs> you know, if you were partially right, you know, Snoke died, you know, but, but Kylo <laughs> didn't turn good. And we were talking about the whole scene between. I mean, we can get now. We maybe we can go into the whole scene between Kylo and Ray and their their interaction and their their relationship, how it's built. But um, I was telling my brother, I was like, you notice there's two parallels there. So the whole Snoke Ray thing from from or sorry Kylo and Ray, kind of from Kylo's point of view, it's the Vader Luke situation. Vader told Luke in Return of the Jedi, he was like, join me, together we can kill the Emperor and bring peace and order to the galaxy as father and son, you know, that kind of stuff. It was between Empire and Jedi when they were talking about that kind of stuff, between those two end scenes of those two movies. And uh, so I think that was Kylo's thing. He did away with his Emperor. So unlike, like you said, unlike Vader, who was unable to kill the Emperor until after he had tortured his son, Kylo did it beforehand. Kylo got rid of him. And I think what happened was Kylo realized when, when Snoke said that he implanted that vision in Rey and he implanted the um, the connection between Rey and, and Kylo, I was like, Kylo realized right then and there that Snoke had been manipulating him all along and that Snoke uh -huh. had put the visions of Darth Vader in his head to get him right. to turn. So at that point, Kylo had already made, he made up his mind fully right then and there that his major enemy was Snoke. And uh, from his point of view, he wanted Ray to join him and they would bring a new order and a new balance to the galaxy. And from Ray's point of view, going through my head was this is the Obi-Wan Anakin moment where Ray's like, no, I'm trying to redeem you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to bring you back to the good side. And she's like, don't do this. Don't do this, Ben. Don't do this, Kylo. You know, she's like, it was almost like the, you were my brother, Anakin, you're breaking my heart, you know? And it's like, it was, they didn't have that kind of connection, but I think Ray wanted that connection. She was, 
she was like, I want another Force user like you so we can learn together and move on in the light, move on in good. And she's like, I'm supposed to redeem you. I'm supposed to bring you back to the light side. You know, Do you, what are your thoughts? Well, if I can go, I, I think I had in that moment that hope when they fought together. By the way, that scene was pretty amazing. It was awesome. Um, the guards, yeah. Yeah, I thought. I thought, okay, this is it, and he's gonna go back with her, and this is gonna be awesome, and Luke is gonna have a chance to talk with him. You know, that's where my mind was going. You know, my mind goes five million directions constantly, um, and I thought, oh, this is gonna be great. And then when he said what he said, I was like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> but I, at least Ray didn't go to the dark side. So I was all, yes, you know, so I was like, I wanted all those people who thought Ray was going to go to the dark side. I wanted them to be wrong on so many levels. And Fine, I, I was wrong. And Kylo, I mean, I had small hope that he would, but I thought, Nah, he throws too many fits. He's too volatile. You know, a friend of mine and I were like, let's let's count how many fits he has in one. <laughs> you know? And the first one, our fingers went up one. <laughs> you know, you know. I hate because... you, mask. <laughs> <laughs> but I I found that scene <sighs> like it was kind of like I didn't expect him to go her way I figured that that's where they were at their crossroads and there, but I think that there's some glimmer there somewhere like she said she sees light in him just like Luke saw it in Vader I think there is something I just think he's full of himself yeah his arrogance won't let him turn back so no. I think just like they said at the end, where you know, like Kylo's gone. Uh, Le- Leia said that, right? My, I lost my son. He's gone, and uh, gone. so I think that Ray is going to have to just dispatch him in number nine, and that's just how it has to go. You know, he yeah. he won't be redeemed. <laughs> you know, and when everybody was so shocked that Ray, like we were saying, was of no importance parentage, like wasn't a Kenobi, wasn't a Skywalker, wasn't a Solo wasn't uh you know in one of those large groupings um you know i said just remember the child at the end yeah you know, no one i mean some people i talked to I did not catch that. yeah they did not catch that i'm all hello he's using the force yeah when, oh. you know, when the broom went through his hand it was like holy crap yeah and the, he's sweeping even, not even thinking he had the that. ring Mm-hmm. Not even the fact that he had had Rose's ring, but the freaking room leapt into his freaking hand. <laughs> he didn't grab it. Yeah. And who is he? You know, he's probably, you know, like, it, it's kind of like, where did Anakin come from? You know, nobody special. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, but you know there's going to be tons of fan theories about that kid is. Like, oh, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, he's someone's baby that they dropped yeah. off but, on this party planet. For, for, but for those who watch <laughs> the Clone War animation, and especially Rebels, how many times did they sit there and the, the Empire was collecting Force-sensitive children? 
That's yeah. what the Inquisitors were doing. Yeah. And people forget that. It's, they, they didn't have to be anybody. They were just Force-sensitive. Right, right. The and Empire that's what Ray is. But she's very strong with yes. it. I found the whole scene of her on the island with Luke and him, that line he said, I've seen it once before and I wasn't scared then, but I am now. And then she goes and dives down that hole to the darkness. You know, she went all the way into the light and all the way into the darkness and came out. And I, I think in the next movie, we are going to find out, like I was telling someone, I said, I thought that Ray was completely badass in this movie. And I think she's going to be triply doubly. So in the next, um, because they're not going to just pick up where they left off. Like from the force. Yeah. From the force awakens to the last Jedi, I think there's going to be like, what do we say? Like five, 10 years or how many years past you know what I mean? I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with her character, her raw power. And honestly, I expect Kylo Ren not to have grown any. Well, <laughs> you know, like throwing fits left and right. Yeah. If Hux is smart, he'll kill Ren in his sleep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, well, I, think, my... I think Hux is oh, really scared of him now. <laughs> yeah. But some of my thing for for thinking that I think I think you and I might have talked about that earlier, Christina. What you're bringing up, and yes. some of my thing for saying that was that we didn't get to see. We still have not gotten to see the Knights of Ren, you know, because mm-hmm. the no. Knights of Ren, like Luke even mentioned him. He goes, he Ben ran away with a few with a handful of my students, is what he said. Well, we haven't seen that handful of students that we caught a glimpse of in Force Awakens as the Knights of Ren. And the Knights of Ren would be totally loyal to Kylo. They're going to be like his yep. guys, you know, because they came over with him to join Snoke. So I'm like, we still didn't get to see them. So now that Kylo's in control, he's probably going to bring his those people in, unless unless Snoke dispatched them like years ago. Yeah, I was, we, I was sort of wondering, and maybe he just killed them off. Yeah, but. that could be, but um, but. They just I, haven't mentioned it. I think we're going to see, a, think was, we're gonna see a, Sith, a Sith army. That's what I was thinking. Like, So if Kylo's now in control, he can bring those guys, if they're still alive, into his organization and, and under the um, under his rule as his enforcers or something, or maybe his version of his of the guards, whatever you want to call them. And, um, and then what Rey is going to have to counter with that by having multiple Jedi to help her out to take on the Knights of Ren, you know? So maybe we'll see a situation where she trains up some of these kids. And I was like telling Christine, I was like, maybe they skip five or six years. So these kids are now teenagers or in their early twenties. And, and they, they've been training with the force for five or six years while Kylo is building up his army. Cause both armies, I mean, you could, you could kind of say, the First Order has its army, but the Resistance and the Rebels are pretty much trashed. So they like need, seven people now. <laughs> they need time to rebuild. They need time to bolster their forces. And in that time, Rey could be training a whole new generation of Jedi while they're constantly on the run from Kylo Ren and the First Order, you know? Which but Matt, I think... Huh? What's that? No, go ahead. I was well. just going to ask Matt her thoughts on the Rey-Kylo thing because she didn't speak up yet. 
Oh, sorry. I ended up like listening to you guys. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Yeah. I I'm just curious your thoughts. I I want to know. I I have this weird feeling that like Ray's just going to become less in the front. At least that's how I feel. Like she's going to be less in the front and it's going to become more about the the rebellion or the rebels, so to speak. Um I don't know. I just have this weird feeling she's going to kind of be in the background for a while. Huh. At least in the next movie, I think she's not going to be as prevalent. I don't know. I just have this weird feeling that they're just going to put her back a little bit and focus on some other characters a little bit more. Personally, I would just like it to be all about her all the time. Don't you think that she'd have to be the one to dispatch Kylo in the end? Uh, I don't know. The way Kylo's going, I could totally see him, like, you know, throwing one of his magnificent fits and accidentally electrocuting himself and dying horribly. Or just like, I don't know, like, someone attacks a ship and explodes, and they're like, oh yeah, Kylo Ren's dead. (laughs) Just happens off camera, and they're like, yeah, that works. (laughs) (laughs) I I think with with Carrie Fisher's passing, because remember, they were saying this was supposed to be her, because he had Han in the first one, Luke was the second one, and it was supposed to be Carrie's third movie. Yeah. But with her passing, I don't know what they're going to end up doing because it was supposed to be her big, big movie. Well, I thought as far as Star Wars goes, I, th- I had a, I had an inkling that uh, they could do an interesting opening crawl with this because, uh, like, what if they went on and said. Hold on, I, I pr- I'm pretty sure I wrote this down somewhere. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can find it. Like, I feel like just saying in the crawl that, oh, by the way, Princess Leia died? or Yeah, but in or... a more clever way. Like, um... <laughs> Well, Disney and, have... and Lucas both said they're not going to kill off Princess Leia. Right. And they're not going to use CG. So I don't know how they're going to end I'm, up. I'm wondering if they'll just do it, you know, sort of how the Emperor was in the, in the very first Star Wars. Just sort of like she's mentioned and she's off screen doing stuff and maybe you know because i would i would actually i can't think of a clever way that they could do it in the crawl and you know maybe someone can and i'll, I'll eat my words but it seems like if they if they just sort of put a little note in there oh and by the way she's she's dead that would just seem a little too cheap i guess yeah just seems like yeah, i'd rather i would rather her it. character continue off screen and just not i found it Oh, yeah, I think I just found it. Yeah, I got it. So I thought they could just start out the crawl with something like General Leia Organa Solo has been killed by Kylo Ren's New Order. The galaxy is in turmoil, you know? And then you could just have, like, Rey training a new generation of Jedi Knights, and then the the scroll continues. I mean, they could do that. It just brings up, you know, if it skips five or six years, it could just be one of those things. Or... I guess, like you're saying, if you want to see it on screen, they could always just do a thing where they have her voice or something on a ship, so you know that she's on this ship, and they open it with that ship getting destroyed, so you know right in the beginning that Leia blows up, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause well, I, I, I thought when they when they destroyed the bridge, I thought they were going to kill off right there. I was like, me too. Yeah, that's what I thought. Doesn't, oh my, when she, when she was floating out in space and then used force powers, I'm like, holy crap. That means during the 30, whatever years 
she's actually had some training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she that learned was a, a little bit. Yeah. That, that was a force power. I don't think any of us had ever seen before, even in in uh, in uh, what they're calling the legend stuff now. I don't think anybody had ever used that kind of power before. She was. It's yeah. similar. It's similar to levitation. Instead of like pulling the rock or the ship toward her, she pulled herself towards the ship. You know, so it's sim- very similar to levitating a rock. It's just the opposite. You know. Plus, when you're in space and if you like want to get physics into this, you, technically she was probably pulling. Well, never mind. You add, you add forces in one way, and you yeah, things equal and opposite. Yes, I right. Get, yeah. yeah. So if she, she tries pulling to the ship pull, a little bit, if <laughs> she does try to pull a giant ship of that size toward her, the ultimate effect would be her flying towards the ship because right. equal and opposite forces. She's smaller, so she would attract herself to the ship rather than the ship to her. Yeah. Now, did you see? And since you've seen this four times, and, and everyone else has seen it, of course, did you do you recall seeing any? I thought I thought I, ha- I heard someone say that she actually also maintained a small bit of atmosphere around her somehow. But did you see any visual? I, I always no. thinking about that during the time. No, but there's okay. no, there was no visual effect of that at all. No, and yeah. there were, in fact, there were ice crystals forming on her skin, which uh-huh. is the opposite of what happens when you go into space. I, uh-huh. I heard someone. <laughs> By the way, I heard someone ask this back when Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, was out, and you saw um, Chris Peratt's character there uh, fly out and save Gamora and put the mask mm-hmm. on her, yeah. and then she flew him back in and tried to save his life. Well, I guess successfully saved his life. <laughs> but um, they asked, like, what actually happens if a body, a human body, goes out into space, and how long can it live? And the astronauts and NASA and them, they actually responded because they know what happens if, if you mm-hmm. go out into space. Yeah. And they said basically what it is is that you you could you could feasibly live for 10 to 12 seconds. Oh, wow. shortly after that 12-second mark, every ounce of water in your body hits the boiling point. Because mm-hmm. what happens is in a vacuum like space is, water boils at that temperature. All right, it doesn't boil at 100 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever, or Celsius, right? 200 degrees Fahrenheit, 212. So it doesn't boil at that high temperature. It boils at the point where it is in space. So technically, your body's not going to have ice crystals and freeze up like they always do in the movies. (laughs) They said technically what happens is you explode like a hot dog in the microwave. So. Your but all the water would instantly start boiling after twelve seconds, and then you would just burst open like a hot dog in the in a microwave. So the ice crystal idea is completely false. All that water wouldn't freeze; it instantly turns into boiling. That's why, like when when it come when when comets come close to the sun, everything's got a stream on it because it's boiling and flying off into space. You know that's why there's a tail on comets. Now, if you're way out, you know, and there's a huge chunk of water, it's going to be cold and frozen and stay that way. But, you know, in the in the area where we are, where, where there's like suns and nearby things, it's going to instantly boil. So I think uh, I think that where Leia was, you know, I think she would have instantly boiled rather than well, she had 12 seconds before she was going to boil and pop like a hot dog. <laughs> Instead of freezing up with ice crystals on her skin like that, but I think she went back inside less than twelve seconds, so she could live. <laughs> well, can I say there there were so many 
like feelings in that that whole scene. Like when she got sucked out, I was like, "Oh Lord!" Well, like literally, I was like, "I was like, what the hell?" Like I literally theater, shouted, "No!" In know? my theater, someone immediately started crying behind me. I saw, I heard the "Oh my gosh!" and they started tearing up and everything. Well, because and, in in life, you know, she's gone, and so it just brought that all back. And I was like, "No!" and um, then when I start get back, I'm like, oh, phew, you know, like, <laughs> you know, See, and, and, I had that scene ruined for me. Really <laughs> so sad because uh. so while I was in the theater, the guy sitting in front of me, oh, he's such a jerk. He started laughing through that whole part. What? And everybody in the theater was like looking at him. Yeah, of like, course. What the hell oh. are you doing here, dude? And he was just laughing. And I was just like. <laughs> I need to see the movie again, and hopefully there won't be so many jerks in it. So, right. yeah, I had a really I bad a crowd. Audience. So, yeah, not that it will happen, but yeah, better audience definitely. But yeah, it was awful. How, how packed were your guys' theaters when you first saw it? Because mine was maybe a quarter of the way full. Oh, mine was full. Mine was full. 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 Yeah, totally full. Mine, mine was wasn't totally. Mine wasn't totally full, but there was like a showing or two before and immediately after, so people had lots of choices, and it was reserved seating. So, and it was those recliner things with the special curvy tables, you know. Oh, but um, yeah, fancy, so fancy. <laughs> but no, like, and then she was in the thing and getting better, and then she kicked. Like there was like. There are there were moments, and I don't know if this is changing topic, but there were pivotal moments when you're just like, oh, that struck big emotion. That was one. I was like, what? No way. I'm going to kill you, Star Wars. You know, like, <laughs> you don't suck her out the plane. She, yes, we know she's gone, but she's not supposed to be gone yet. Yeah. You know, and um, well, I was- think the point, the other point was when, uh, I think I mentioned this to when uh, Kylo Ren was just like, just shoot him at Luke. I was, I was literally like, you asshole. <laughs> like, I, I, I said that out loud and I'm like looking around going, oops. But I was like, wow, can someone just decapitate him right now? Like the violence coursing through my body. I get into movies. Yeah. So the violence coursing through my veins. I was just like, oh. But speaking, um, Actually, speaking of Luke, so I guess we can go into that next. Finish your thought, Christine, and then we can go into that next. Yeah, it was just those pedal scenes. Like, and then... Like, and then we'll go into Luke, but, you know, when Luke and Leia were together, even though he was a hologram, and at the time I wasn't knowing that he was a hologram. Um, awesome. Yeah, but when, when they touched hands and they were talking and he said, no one is gone, what was it? No one is gone, no one has always gone, no. Ah, I think he said something like, gone. no one is ever truly gone. Right. Yes, that and that I like I cried right there because it was like because she's gone and it was like how did they know like that scene was filmed before she was gone you know and I'm just sitting there going oh but the lady behind me was like I cried twice you know like <laughs> you know and I mean yeah but you know there were certain points in the movie that struck just emotions out of you and I, that's I thought that was a really good point. Yeah, well, when he handed her the the dice, that's when I teared up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, when I like 
So when did you have a clue or when did you have an idea that something was off with Luke? Because when I was watching it, as soon as he, you know, he walked in with the robe over his head and as soon as he pulled it down and was looking, and Leia looked up at him, I was like, where'd all the gray go in your beard? Right. I was like, did you just go what in the he... bathroom and use a whole bunch of just for men combs and like comb up the gray? <laughs> just for good He shaved. How did he get there was my question. <laughs> well, I figured he raised the. I thought he figured he just got the X-wing out of the water and flew yeah. in. At first thing, I didn't really clue on it, or I didn't. I didn't start questioning it until I noticed. Like, why is it? What's he doing with that lightsaber? This, what the, where, where's the <laughs> green one? The Isn't that one yeah. destroyed? Did he make a entirely new one for? I don't know. <laughs> but I did. I didn't. I never. It didn't even occur to me that he wasn't actually there until he wasn't actually there. So yeah, I, it, I did, it didn't smart. occur to me. It didn't occur to me that, that the possibility didn't pop in my head that he was not actually there. All I was doing was questioning like stuff like that. I was like, wait a minute, why isn't his beard gray? Why does he have more hair and that's not gray? And then I was like, so that- and then why is the lightsaber that they just destroyed in his hand? Did he somehow force put it back together? And then, you know. So I was like, in, although it, there is a question though. Even if since we knew that, I mean, since Luke created that image. Why did he choose to create that image with the old lightsaber as opposed to the the green one that Kylo knew him as having? Yeah, was, I don't know. Was, sort of like, was that a mistake? You know, it was actual lot of con- continuity goof. Easter egg. Or... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no, um... it's just because that's the lightsaber that Kylo coveted. Oh. <clears throat> oh yeah, well, see, I did the same thing you did, John. He took off the hood and I was like, did he, like, trim the gray out, dye it, cut his hair, what? And then, but then when he took off his robe, I'm all, hey, Lucas fit, man. He doesn't look like this heavy, <laughs> sunken old man, you know? And then when Kylo came at him the first time, I'm like, oh, man, he died just like Han Solo. That sucks. And then he was still there. I'm like, oh, he's not really there. <laughs> you know that's when it hit me. He's not really there. <laughs> you know and they did like they did they said they 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 planted the seed of that. You know back when uh, Kylo mentioned it to 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 Ray, like how can you be doing this? The effort would would destroy you. Yes, exactly. Sort of mm-hmm. putting in that that it is you know possible. But, but yeah. we're just sitting there soaking in all the excitement and not really paying attention to every word, and then it like hits us like a day later. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I picked that up too, Mike. That the I was like, oh, this goes back to what Kylo said earlier. This, if you try to do this kind of thing, it would kill you. And then Luke ended up fading into the Force, you know. Yeah, they, when he, when he was sitting on the rock, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, don't be dead, don't be dead. Oh, he, he's stay, he's there. He's smiling. He's not dead. He's okay. We're fine. We got Luke. He's gonna show up in the next. Oh, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> He'll yeah, still be in the, the next one. Yeah, he'll he'll do the force. Go, hopefully, because I would. I, I, I was, I'm not ready I, to let go of Luke yet. <laughs> I think my response to that part was like, "Oh man, mm-hmm. like, oh, like, oh." And then I thought, well, all the major players are gone, minus Chewie, R two, C three PO, and then as far as characters, Leia, but she's actually gone. So I'm just like, what? You know, you might, my brain's like, what are they going to do? What are they like? You want to know right now? I'm like, give me the next one tomorrow, please. Yeah. You know, Lando's so. still out there. Who? That's Lando. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. yeah a lot of people are upset that he didn't show up in the movie. 
Yeah, and they didn't mention that he's dead, so there's always a chance he could show up in nine. <laughs> he just saves everyone. He's like, surprise! <laughs> you know, Hi. On, on Twitter earlier, because she was like, you know, upset that he had, that you know Billy D. Williams didn't show up, and especially in the Cantina scene. I'm like, well, yeah, because he's still active somewhat in Rebels because he keeps popping up in there. So yeah, yeah. It, it's not like they're not using the character. And and they've used Billy D. Williams for the voice in Rebels a couple times. So yeah, yeah, he's 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 done himself as as Lando Calrissian. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, you can't you can't. It's a big galaxy. You can't be in every casino. Yeah. But um, he's one cool dude, so I think he could show up again. Okay, okay. I have a question for everybody. Porgs. <laughs> were they... Ne- I mean, yes, they were funny, and they were some comic. I could have done with a little less Porg. I liked them, but then there was a bit more than I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought Chewy eating them. <laughs> <laughs> I said it first. He should have ate all of them. (laughs) Yeah, he shouldn't have just like scared those ones away. He should have grabbed them all and just started devouring them. (laughs) Yeah, like seriously, he could just thrown a net and been like, "Sweet, I have meat for the next month," and then just like you know, he puts them in the freezer and he's like, "Oh, this is great." And then like the ones that Ray comes down. Yeah, well, like Ray comes down, like, where's all the porgs? And he's like, ah, oh, I got my whole, you know, freezer full now. <laughs> he's, he's She's patting, like, oh, good, sweet. He's patting his belly. Roar, roar, roar. <laughs> well, and now I'm, I'm sitting here going, okay, so they were the birds on the island, and they ended up on the falcon because, you know, they were there too long. And the one came with Chewie, and either he made friends with it, or it's just this annoying bird that floated along with them and it's like no, it's, I don't it's, it's, I for, I don't know how many ended up staying but it's like are they going to zero in on that one and it's going to be Chewie's little pet or is it eventually going to be Chewie's dinner or it's a free range pork <laughs> right, right. <laughs> watch their like tribbles and like if they leave them alone <laughs> on the falcon for too long there'll be thousands of them oh. I, the thing I was thinking about was like from Knights of the Old Republic you know, what was they called the the Giska or Giska? Oh, yeah, the Giska. little creatures. Yeah. yeah. So I figured it was going to be like that. Like, oh, now they're everywhere. I think it's going to ruin the ecosystem in the entire galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and the, the, the keepers of the Jedi uh... temple. The ones who yeah. hang Ray. Oh, my Rey. gosh. That was hilarious when she you knocked know, the rock off. Thought, when I first saw, saw those, I thought of the movie Mom and Dad Save the World, Save the Universe. <laughs> the fish people. Yeah. Oh God, right. I haven't seen that in forever. <laughs> well, did you notice on Canto Bite there was like a guy walking in the background that looked a lot like a Skeksis? Yes. You oh, saw yes. that too, man. I missed that. One. Yes. I, I because I pointed out, uh, I pointed at it at Adam, and he was like, "What?" <laughs> <We're> like, oh! <laughs> We're like Skeksis but the, is Galfling friend. The little guy on the gambling table was the same character from um, the the Clone Wars episode where he, they're running around with the, all the droids on a mission. Was that the same kind of guy? I thought it was like Gaston, right? Yeah. I wondered if that was the same species, but I wasn't sure. I think it was the same species. Interesting. Look. 
Yeah, he was Gaston, right? That was in the he was inside one of the droids when they did that. Yeah, he would ride around in them, you know. Yep, because they were droids on that void planet. Yeah, I have a question for you guys. How did the the whole plot with the uh, with the rebel cruiser? How did that feel for you? The whole, I mean, just the the, how, the, the, the I was mix between the characters. How did that work for you? Did and how did their, I, their I quest to go find? They yeah. just they just kept letting the ships just. They didn't even try to to save themselves. They just kept going, and it's like. You have no plan. You have no action. You just well. It seems like they had the plan. They just didn't tell anyone. Yeah, like they were originally yeah, they were making for that plan, and they're like, "Or oh, just not going to tell." I mean, I figured was, there was like a, a twenty minutes cut out. I heard it was originally a three-hour movie, and I was thinking, is, "Is there a scene where they think they're tracking them, and there's like a spy on board?" I'm like, "You could if you if you had just said." But a the thing bit. is, when you watch it again, you'll see mm-hmm. there's so Holdo and Poe are having that argument. And Poe right. storms off. And then Finn comes to Poe with Rose and says, this is our plan. Well, if the conversation had gone on a little bit longer, maybe Holdo would have told him the plan. But it's really quite... My brother said this to me. He was like, it was so fast that she didn't have time to tell Poe before mm. he went running off doing his own thing. And when I watched she saying it, something like you, you know, you need to have hope even when there's no sign of any hope or something. That you know, but um, when I watched it again and again, I was like, I can see what my brother was saying because mm. he really, it really is almost immediate from their short conversation, which is like two or three lines, to the point where Finn and Rose come back to him saying, "We're going to do this." There, there, it really is quite fast. There's no time for them to tell what the overall plan is. Mm. And the other thing is that my brother also was saying when we were talking about this, it could have been Princess Leia's plan from the beginning to go to Crate, or it's a it's a backup to go to Crate if something bad happens, which is why they came out of hyperspace there. Mm. And then... Um, she had only told Hodo, Holdo about it, Hordor, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so she didn't. They didn't. Neither one of them had a chance to tell anybody else on the crew yet what was going on. So, you know, it's kind of like up in the air there. But overall, I'm okay with the plan, and I was okay with how the ships were trying to get away, because I think what it was is that. Yeah, any one of those Star Destroyers could have sort of hyperspace jumped in front of the ships and blew them away. But I think they just decided not to... They were like, let's just follow them until they run out of fuel. I don't know. It's more fun for Hux to do that. I don't know. But that's kind of what I thought was just going on there. I couldn't see that what's-her-name any more than I saw her as Diane on Twin Peaks. I was just like... Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what my whole head brain was like. Hey, look, Diane. <laughs> I kept trying to connect to uh, to Jurassic Park. I was like, let me... But um, the other thing I wanted to say was, speaking of all these new characters, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, let's give us Paige and Rose and let's give us Tally and her new souped up A-wing as she's blue leader. And let's give us like Holdo and this cool new Admiral and everything. I was just like, uh... And then you're going to kill them all? 
<laughs> that was my whole thing was like what the heck man give us all these new characters and just wipe them out right away you know i was like it almost in hindsight it almost makes me think like what they knowing that carrie fisher died and knowing the time they had between carrie fisher's death and the time that this movie came out they could have tweaked one or two scenes and and you know in, in crafty editing even they could have just edited it slightly different and made it so it seemed like Leia stayed on the ship and Holdo was the one to leave. Yeah, I was expecting that to be what was going to happen. Yeah, and then Leia oh, dies okay. in a in a sacrificial, super heroic way, and Holdo's the one who takes over for the ninth movie as leader of the Republic. And then Finn, or I mean, Paul would have a newfound respect for Holdo, and Holdo kind of was becoming more endearing to to uh poe you know like warming up to poe like at the end where she says i kind of like him now you know and uh so it could have made their relationship stronger and made sense for the next movie as to why poe now follows holdo because really it seemed like well, poe, po the only person poe had any respect for was general leia in my opinion <laughs> you know even when she's <laughs> Yeah, and I I I found hmm, I don't know Poe's Poe's role was a little more diminished this movie than the last one, and I I mean not that Finn was less diminished in the Force Awakens, but I found Finn to do uh, he wasn't as big of a wet noodle, I guess I want to say like he was unsure of himself in the last movie. Um, because he had just, you know, jumped sides. But um, I like how they woke him up. He's like, <laughs> BB-8 tells Poe he's dripping and running around <laughs> naked over there. You know, <laughs> he's leaking and running around naked. Um, but I, I loved I loved the battle scene between Finn and Phasma. And I, th I thought it was pretty awesome that he took her down. Um Although the hype of Phasma from The Force Awakens, you're just like, they hyped her up and she wasn't really that big of a deal in The Force Awakens. And this one, too, she had about the same amount of time, but I think they hyped her up because she was a female leader, trooper, shiny. Well, didn't they say that she was going to have more of a role in this one? And then Although her armor reflected blaster blood. I was impressed by that. Yeah, yeah. And finally, you got armor. <laughs> That works against you know, the most common <laughs> weapon in the galaxy. Right. I just I just liked how she was uh, taken down. I thought that was. I'm hoping she's still alive. It, it, it kind of seemed anticlimactic when she fell in the fire. It's like that's right. it. Yeah. That's I, what I, I done. Think, she's got the armor. Maybe I she'll be all right. Alive. I think she's alive. I think she's alive. I literally if went. Boa Fett can survive the freaking Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> if any of the villains are alive from this movie, it's gonna be her. Yeah. I, I, I do hope she lives because it's they, they make these awesome characters and they they don't use them as as they they we feel they should. <laughs> I mean, she's the badass leader of the freaking stormtroopers. She should be like up there with General Hux. She, she should be on the freaking bridge yelling Hux, at people. And Hux should have died. <laughs> yeah, maybe she, she should have killed him. The wall. <laughs> I'm sad we didn't get to see Hux's cat. 
I, I love how the bits of comedy are in there, though, especially with Yoda. Oh, I, I love yeah. the Yoda. I loved the Yoda oh, part. Oh, that's so great. Yoda and R2, I think, were, had some of the best bits. When he played that freaking hologram. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I love with the I Leia love, hologram, yeah. Yes, and I love the scene with Luke where he, him and Luke are sitting there talking, and Luke is like, what's your language? Because that's the biggest joke that R2 <laughs> had the most foulest language in all of the 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 saga, and they threw it in there. Also, thank you. <laughs> that, that, that brings me up because um, John asked about um, he didn't see or hear I've got a bad feeling about this. And there was a, a thing on Twitter that I read from Ryan Johnson that supposedly BB 8s the one that says it <laughs> in the scenes where they're, they're using the rocket towards the destroyer. And one of the, when, when Finn, um, Poe says, watch your language, you know, good thoughts. That's when BB 8 supposedly says, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. But you never hear the words because they say, that's what BB-8 said. When, when I see it tomorrow, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, pay attention oh, and see if I hear BB-8 say that. Because <laughs> sometimes yeah, you kind of pick out. I've got I've got my thing set up. I just don't have the freaking card yet. <laughs> ah, stupid. You'll love it when you get it. Yeah, it took about two or three weeks for my card to show up for Movie Pass, so it does take a little while. But um, what was I? I was gonna say one other thing real quick. Uh. Yeah, with Yoda. I loved that he pulled out like a Bendu and put made the storm come and just lightning the the, the tree. Yeah. I was like that was like what Bendu did on Rebels. That was cool. <laughs> I, I I did see some Rebels type stuff pop up, so you know, we, we may be seeing a lot more of the crossover between the animated stuff and the live action stuff. Have so. did you notice what Ray had with her on the Falcon though? The books, yeah, she had the books. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw the books. I saw um, she had something else too. But did she, you know what I want to see? I want they need to make and sell the freaking dice because I want them damn dice. <laughs> I want them dice so freaking bad. Yeah. You, you only ever saw a really quick, quick glimpse of them in the very first movie when Han, or no, Chewie banged his head on him. Chewie bumps him, yeah, with his it. head. And I, I'm trying to think. I thought that they were going to say that Han was in this movie, like not in it for the character, but like a memory, a ghost, waiting. or something. Yeah, I kept waiting for the, for the Force ghost to appear. I kept <laughs> waiting for that. Instead, we got Yoda, which was happen. better. Yeah. <laughs> My brother you know, wanted Obi Wan to show up with Yoda. He was like, I wanted. He was like, I was really yeah. rooting for Obi Wan to show up, but could you imagine if they brought all three of them back? Oh. Well, it would have made oh. sense because Obi Wan mentored Luke as a, as a Force ghost, so I think it would have made sense if they did. But um, I guess they just decided that might have been too much. Well, and yeah, I, I they may have had a ride on the, in the theater. <laughs> well, and I, I I thought it was so funny because someone said no. Ray had a teacher was Luke. He taught her three things. Yeah. Like it wasn't like the whole Yoda training Luke thing. It was 
I'm only going to teach you three things. Here you go. And that's what she has to go off of. Well, didn't but they, didn't they think, really only get through two of them? Right. And I think... Number three was don't talk about Jenny Club. Right. I guess so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think she's she was so much stronger than he was at her age. Oh, yeah. That, like, I want to say that she's a fast learner, if you will. Because, I mean, look, she walked up to that pi- those pile of rocks and just and lifted them so everybody could come out. It's like, oh, okay. You know, like, I don't know. I, I think that we're going to find that she surpasses Kylo Ren quickly. Well, and, and like, I, it's he interesting. He knows that and it bugs him. It's interesting, too, though, because Yoda said the biggest... He's, I can't remember his exact words, but he, when he was sitting there with Luke and the tree was burning and everything, he said to Luke, he said, um, the biggest burden that a master has to face, the biggest lesson that the master has is when the student surpasses the master. Mm-hmm. So I think he was trying to tell Luke that it's okay if one of your students is more powerful than you are. Right. And not to be afraid of that, you know? And I think Kylo Ren was more powerful than Luke, and I think Ray will be even more than yeah. Kylo Ren. That's just my opinion, though, because, I mean, he had all that training, and she could match him match for match in The Force Awakens and, and in fact, beat his butt. You I know. did like the, 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 what, what Snoke said in this one about how he was one of the reasons. Of course, he was also injured, but I mean, his, the fact that he was still conflicted about having just killed his dad also kind of distracted yeah. him from yeah. I, I like that. I, that never occurred to me, and I did like that additional little lampshading. That's true. Yeah. I kind of wish I knew what Leia was thinking, though, when he was thinking about firing on her ship and she was sitting there and he knew she was there and he changed his mind. I kind of wish I knew it was pa- like passing through her brain right there because it's left to interpretation, kind of like, go ahead, go for it. I'm, you know, I'm disappointed in you or, you know, whoop you seven days from Sunday, boy. I'll come back and haunt your butt. No, um, you know, I, would that be awesome? (laughs) Yeah. And then they're talking to Snowflake. He's like, Hey, (laughs) what the hell? Well, Luke's going to do that because he, he even told him, he goes, you know, if I die, you're going to, I'm going to, you're, I'm always going to be with you or something. And uh, I think that means he's going to come back as a force ghost and taunt him. Like Kylo's going to be having a shower or something. And Luke's going to go, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. We're we're gonna have we're gonna have so much of Mark Hamill in the, in the last movie as Luke as the Force goes because he's gonna be behind Kylo the entire movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's that's gonna be totally awesome. You oh. don't have to do anything. You just stand there, just I'm behind you. Hello, <laughs> just talking to him. <laughs> and you know, I think I think the relationship of Leia and Ray, even in the force awakens at the beginning when they started to get to know each other. And when uh, she sent him to find Luke and the tracker that she gave Ray so that she could find her way back wherever they are. Um, I think there's just this special connection. And I think I'm, I'm sad that we're not going to see what could have been done with that. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure in the ninth movie, they were going to have Leia go you know as you will but um i kind of wanted to see that mentorship 
happen. You know what I mean? Cause I think yeah. she, she grounded her. She calmed her, if you will. Like she was kind of, I don't know like who to who to describe that as, but I think, yeah, that she was the one that helped her feel, I don't know, like normal or appreciated or I don't know. I don't, I think like she, like the, what the, the thing was for, she could find her way back because Leia showed her that. And um, because, yes, there have been female Jedi, but as a, in all of the Star Wars movies, it has been mostly male-centered. And, you know, Leia was either Force-sensitive, had some, but it was never shown. She was never trained. And then now you have Rey, who you're going to see. And I, I figured that like Leia would show her the way in that world that she would be that person. That was just my thoughts I'm, on that. I remember growing up, it was like the running gag was there's only one woman in the entire Star Wars universe and it was Leia. And then when Empire came out, it was like the running gag of there's only one black person in Star Wars. And that was Lando. And it was like, they, they just, I don't know if it was that, that he did that just have enough um, people to be able to to have more characters in there or and actors or if he just just didn't uh, think about it. I mean, I, I think I think he came out later and just said he never really even thought about it. And even when he was casting Lando, he didn't think about him being black or white. He just Billy D. Williams fit the role. The skin had uh-huh. nothing to do with it. So he, I think what it, I think he came, I think George came out and said blatantly that he just never thought about it, you know, and didn't realize that he wasn't casting no women, you know, <laughs> you know. I've, I've been, I've been kind of following the, uh, the looking for Leia group as they're doing that documentary and, uh, about the, the fangirls and stuff. And it's like growing up, if, and, and I, I've talked to them about it too, like growing up, you didn't have, if, if, if if you were trying to, to to date a girl and they found out you were in Star Wars, you didn't really have much of a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I remember actually like once in a while meeting a girl who was into Star Wars and was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was so rare. Yeah. But now everybody's like, oh yeah, I've been to Star Wars forever. It's like, don't you you can't say that. But <laughs> I think mean, it's just because I grew up in that time frame. I know what happens. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't just... know. I mean, I've, I've met a number of women my age who who are into Star Wars and and have been from well, I've, I've, little I've, kids, and they just they just weren't allowed to, to really express it. I think yeah, part yeah. Of it. that's what that's I think. Impression. But I've also met I also met girls when I was in my early twenties that had never ever even seen Star Wars until I met yeah, them. That's more- and when I find out they didn't see Star Wars, I'm like, well, guess what we're sitting down to doing? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it's, I loved it and I liked it, you know, growing up. And then in college, you know, you go through this thing and then I was dating this guy and walk into his room and it was wall to wall figures stuck to the wall, uh, a bedspread with Star Wars. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. And I wasn't like, like <laughs> disgusted or anything. I was like, 
dang. And I was like, seriously? Yeah, I buy I buy a pack to hang on the wall, and then I buy a second one to open. I was like, <laughs> wow. That's, you know, why, like, that's I was, why I didn't have any money for dinner. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then that's at the time when I think, is that the time when the, the prequels came out? And we went, and people were in costumes at the time. I'm like, I just had some T-shirts, and I was like, "What? Oh, oh, okay." People are <laughs> nice. Like I was like, "Okay, okay." Like I could get into this. Like I was always that person, but you know, certain things didn't. I don't know. Like you said, people, it wasn't acceptable for girls to do that. And then finally, I was like, "Like, well, screw you, people. I'm gonna do it." You know, like <laughs> yeah. You know, it it was. It was one of those times where you're just like, wow, you know, like there are people who like stuff as much as I do, you know, like, <laughs> but, you know, I always just like people who like, I don't know, they were never into the same stuff I was. And then you hit the fandoms of Star Wars and all these other things. You're like, like minded people, you know, <laughs> but um, I do have a question. Speaking of characters, roles, women and things. The character of Rose, I'm, I thought she was cool. She seemed a little whiny. Right. And I was just like, oh, look, she's saving Finn. She's going to die. <laughs> you know? Freaking lip lock on him. And, and then she didn't die. Like, I thought she died after she kissed him. And I was like, oh, man. And then I, then she lived. And I was like, oh, really? She's going to live? You know, like, Jeez. not that I... That I didn't want her to live, but I thought she was just, and I don't know if they're going to build off of her, but it, for me, she was just a character that was like uh, driving the story forward. Right. Yeah. I, I thought I thought her her sister's um, impact was almost uh, Jen Urso type. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. we only saw her sister for like what. Five minutes. Well, see, yeah. I felt I felt that what happened there was um, that's what that's what Star Wars is about a little bit as well. Like, Star Wars has always had a theme in it where a character who seemingly fe felt themselves to be unimportant, who felt like they were just mm -hmm. in the background, they were supporting everybody else, they were they weren't one of the heroes, they were just someone in the background. Right. Um, Star Wars brings them to the forefront. And be, makes them become a hero because of yeah. the situations that they're put in and what happens. And when Rose lost her sister and then bumping into Finn, it's like that's what brings her to the forefront. Right. And then she has to take up those reins and she has to become more than she th ever thought she could be and become the hero. You know, yeah, and see, it, I, I am not saying I didn't like her, I just didn't feel her character and i i thought she was one of those characters that you're gonna see you're gonna you know come to like a little bit and then she's just gonna go away you know um but that didn't happen i've seen jokes posted on social media that says and you thought jar jar was the worst character and, and i was like oh no that's kind of mean you know yeah. but um i thought she did really well because her knowledge of that was it the planet that they went to? Um, the well, casino, the yeah. Yeah, um, I thought that's where she was using her knowledge of growing up in that environment. Well, um, she has that real-world streetwise sort of knowledge, yes. you know, that... Yeah, and where Finn didn't have that because he grew up in... He was a 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, here's the the big question, though, because you notice at the end of the movie, Ray sits aside, sits apart from him and Finn sits with with Rose while she's being taken care of. So now the question is, is it Finn and Ray or Finn and Rose? And who Um, would you what would you rather see turn out? What's the what's the better pairing for you? <laughs> I still like Finn and Ray together, but um, Rose is a possibility now. <laughs> I ne- I never saw Finn and Ray together, and for all those people who thought Poe and Finn, I was just like, well, whatever. <laughs> that That's fine, but I didn't see that either. Um, well, I, I didn't think of that either, but there you go. There's the third possibility. <laughs> uh, no, for me, I thought that Finn and Ray became good friends in a difficult situation trying to escape Jakku and Finn was wanting to protect her. I don't feel, and then she was sad when he got hurt. I don't feel, I think people who wanted that romanticized bit, I didn't feel it at all. Um, I also didn't feel it between Rose and Finn. And, and then when she kissed him, I was like, Oh, all right. You know, um, I didn't feel that because it's that, I guess the level, the connection, I guess, I didn't feel there. Just like uh, in the originals when I, when I was younger, like Luke and Leia, I, I wasn't feeling that, but then you knew that they were brother and sister. But the I felt the Han and Leia thing. Like, I felt that. But these, I'm just like, I just feel like they're just... They're all together trying to do the same good. And Finn was really concerned about his friend and when she would ever come back. And I think it was more of a, I don't know how to describe it. I didn't feel the little connection there. I don't think there will be. I think Ray has other things on her mind, if you will. Hmm. But see, just my I kept, I kept the, the thing that kept me interested in that was, Ray never stopped thinking about Finn. Every time she'd be like, Chewie, tell Finn. Okay. And then when she'd call, she'd be like, what about Finn? How's Finn? You know, yeah. like, for some reason, Ray is thinking about him 24 seven, like every minute of the day, every day. So that's why well, I was the first like, thing that, that was the first thing that, that, that when um, Finn woke up, that was the first thing he asked was, where's Ray? That, too, that was his yeah. first question. Yeah. That too, you're right. Uh, not where are we at? How are we doing? It's where's Ray? Yeah, he didn't ask where BB-8 was. He just says like, "Poe, where's Ray?" <laughs> yeah. He didn't even ask him how Poe was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you still want your coat back? <laughs> <laughs> so I got one last thing, and then we're gonna wrap up. So, um, what about that fight between? the projection of Luke and Kylo Ren. I really liked the way that they did it sort of samurai-like. I know I saw a few things there going like, we didn't get to see a real lightsaber battle. And I was like, no, because if you really think about it, if you have two people who are extremely trained very well in the art of swordplay, they do it like a samurai does. They both sort of move around each other a little bit, they wait for the moment that they see where they think they can make the strike and they come in for that one or two blows that are decisive and under control. And I felt like 
the whole thing between Luke and Kylo was very samurai-like. And every time they went in and clashed, it was one or two strikes that were very decisive and very calculated. And then when they didn't hit and they didn't make it, they went back into that standoff position where they sort of circled around each other a little bit and Kylo was waiting for his opening before he strike, struck again, you know? And I really I, I thought it was a fantastic saber battle that way because of that portrayal. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think the best representation for that type of, of scene wasn't so much in uh, in The Last Jedi, but was more in the, the battle, the final battle between Obi-Wan and Maul on uh, Rebels. Yeah, that I mean, was... It was early- it was like one or two strikes. Maul makes that fatal um, um, discovery of Ben's there to, to 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 watch over somebody, and that's when he just kills him. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a, a, a long fight. It was like two or three hits, and that was it. That Maul was also was very dead. samurai. Yeah, it was very samurai like. Yeah, and I prefer that kind of that style of fighting because. It's so much more under control and decisive. And that, I think, is how a real... If you're a master at swordplay, I think that's how it would really go. Because you're not going to lunge. You're not going to go until you think you have the opening. And you're going to do it in one or two quick, quick strikes. But, I mean, what do you guys think? I think I have to I, I, I like again to comment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like the scene. It was. It was... And and realizing afterwards that, that he was just a, a force projection that and the Kylo couldn't sense that was just even better. Yeah. Well, and yeah, well, Kylo couldn't sense that, but he was doing that with Ray. I just thought it was interesting. But even after Snoke was gone, Kylo and Ray kind of did it. So you know what I mean, like. So that's why it's like, I don't understand, but unless Luke was well, using that much power... Did that Kylo, Kylo and Rey actually see each other when she was closing the door to the Falcon at the end? Or were they just sensing each other? Because remember, Vader and Luke could sense each other and talk to each other. They didn't necessarily see each other, but they could right. talk to each other. And then I don't know. And then Luke and Leia did that when Luke was hanging from the thing in uh, Cloud City. And and Luke was barely trained at that point, so he, you know, it doesn't take that much power to be able to speak to someone over a distance. It's when you're actually projecting your entire body and mm. making it manifest as if it's something that's really there, you know? Which is what, earlier in the film, Kylo and Rey were physically seeing each other. And that's what the big power was. But at the end, you could argue that they didn't see each other. They were just sensing each other in the force and talking to each other. Do you get what right. I'm saying? Yeah. No, I was just saying that I think Luke used up so much. But that's how Kylo didn't know. I think once he went straight through him, maybe he sensed it. Oh, of course he did. That's why he... That if he didn't, he was a little bit stupid. But That's, I mean, that's but, why he put the sword up and tried it again, you know, because... He was like, "What the? Wait a minute!" <laughs> now, when I when they first squared up, I thought that he was just going to pull an Obi Wan right there and let him kill him, and that would be it. Yeah, I didn't. That's with, yeah. with being a force projection. That was like that was a, another power. I don't think we'd ever seen that I can recall in any of the even even in the in the uh, Legends books. I don't think anybody 
did that type of thing. I don't um, think so I know, either. I know that um, Yoda in Rebels has been able to talk to some other Jedi over long distances, but I don't think... He, well, actually, no, he, no, he, he did. Projected. He did project himself in, in the, he was in the talking, temple. Yeah, in the temple. Yeah. But that was like a, an area of concentrated force power in the temple, you know? Yeah. So you could argue that, number one, Yoda's way more powerful, and number two, that the being inside the Jedi Temple amplified the power or something. You could argue that, you know? Yeah, I think people that haven't watched Rebels and haven't watched the Clone Wars, there, there's a lot of stuff that, that they just didn't get to see or understand how stuff in the, in the Star Wars universe is working. Because they pulled out a lot of stuff from the... From rebels and from uh, Clone Wars, and I, I, I'm just I got to see it more to see how, if there's any other, um, if there's any Re- rebels Easter eggs in there because I was looking as much as I could see, and I don't think I saw anything. Yeah, I don't think so either. But now, now I'm gonna start if I, when I see it on repeated visits here, I'm gonna start paying attention a lot to all the backgrounds, different things I that are going on, <laughs> and just seeing what, seeing if I can catch anything. Yeah. But I, um, so I think we should start wrapping it up though. We've been going for quite a while. I don't want to get into two hours here. And, uh, um, but yeah. So any closing thoughts? Hmm. What's the next movie coming? <laughs> <laughs> and what's um, going to happen? A <laughs> hundred and something days. I think it's solo. Yeah. Yes. Oh Yeah. I want, to know, I, just, I want to know where Maz got the lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Well, and we saw Maz, you know, like that for a brief minute. She was minute. fighting something. She had a rocket jetpack. Yes. But who was she <laughs> fighting, though? Labor dispute. Labor dispute, yeah, yeah. It was a Labor band dispute. of smugglers. Oh. Yeah, I... I, I... I can't wait to see her in the in the next one. Hopefully, she is there. Um, I know I need to see this a few more times. I wish there was a way to see it with people that you know <laughs> would cheer and say, "Yeah," but you know that's past now because anybody that goes now is like a repeater. So um, <laughs> I still clapped when it was done today. I was like, I, I just had this like, "Yes," <laughs> and then the oh, people yeah, in same. front of me turned around and looked at me weird. <laughs> Now, now I have a I have a, a, a Twitter type question. Since a lot of us are follow each other on Twitter and follow a lot of the cosplayers and stuff, does anybody follow Xena on Twitter? Well, I do. You know that. But... Yeah, the cosplayer out of uh, England because she worked no. on Star Wars. Yeah, her name was in the credits. She's in the credits. She was able to announce, um, which I think is freaking awesome. Yeah, and somebody that we interact with on Twitter, other than like the the directors and the producers and and Luke or Mark and 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 the other ones that are that are in the cast that we follow, this is just a regular cosplayer that works as a costumer that does an outstanding job on cosplay, and she even does uh, um, costuming on movies. The yeah. other movie that she did that's coming out is um, Churchill. She worked on that one as well. Oh, cool! Oh. And that's coming out here pretty soon too. So I, mean, I want to go watch that when it shows when it comes out. But I mean, because you 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 stay and watch some of the the stuff people watch for the for any after, but there's nothing in Star Wars. But you 
you get to see people that that you interact with on online now that that are working in these movies. Yeah, and, and just I know that the a, a, uh, all of it. There's a there's a guy and a girl that do cosplay together. I think they might be they're either dating or married. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but they always dress up together and work on costumes together. And now they're going to be working on one of the Marvel films. I saw that on Twitter. Oh, so, that's so awesome. The, it's 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 I think it's an awesome idea that a lot of these people who've spent their life and they put their passions into making cosplay costumes for going to conventions and shows are actually being recognized by the industry and saying, you know what, some of you guys really are that good. Come work on this yeah. movie now, you know, because that could that you could never do that 10, 15 years ago, you know. If you had a passion and you were at home making these things, there was no way to get it out there to make the movie industry recognize you and notice that you could do these, then you had this talent. And now, because of social media, they can find you and they can be like, holy crap, you do make good stuff. Okay, come work for us, you know? <laughs> and I think that's fantastic, you know? I love that idea. Well, I think in closing, everybody should state their favorite scene their most favorite scene we'll start us off christina go ahead oh man um (laughs) um i think i think it's gonna have to be for right now that uh battle scene in snoke's chamber okay where, where they fought the guard oh yeah that one where you got to see Ray's, uh, Ray's power right then and there. I, I, I think. I mean, there's lots of other funny little comedy bits that I really loved, but I think as far as ones that pack a punch, that one was one. Cool, Mad. It's the Ray and Kylo fighting back to back. So same yeah. scene. That yeah. scene was just that was my jam. I was all <laughs> over that. Yeah. Cool, Michael. I'm going to go uh, smaller on this one. I'm going to go with, with Chewie breaking down Luke's door. Oh, I, had, so I had forgotten that he was there. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Chewie's on the island. And then he's like coming in. Like, you, you can't, of course, understand what he's saying, but you clearly, you know, you, Chewie's like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when the door flew in, even the second time watching it, I was like, man, did Ray just use the force to do that? Yeah. Like, how did... <laughs> 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 and, and and just the Chewie and Luke moment there where they connected, I, I just like that. <laughs> He's yeah. like, Chewie, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and our special guest, Woody, congrats for winning the uh, pop, the Funko. You. You'll have to send me your address in a, in a direct message or email or something, and I'll get that mailed out to yeah. you. But what's your favorite I, I scene? Think, I think my favorite scene, only because I, I was talking about it on, on Twitter and that, was Chewie eating the pork. <laughs> to try going to eat the pork because I'm like as soon as that popped up I screamed in the theater I think I scared the poor guy that was in the same row I was and because uh, I was right the pork are food <laughs> it was awesome pork and McNuggets looked <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking roasted chicken that he was holding <laughs> so mine is when he milked that thing. Oh, <laughs> that was horrible. That was gross. And then he was drank that green it. Milk? Green it milk. Green. <laughs> gross. 
<laughs> that whole creature was gross. <laughs> no, no, for real. What it was is I am just so happy that someone lost a hand. Wait, if you'll notice, if you'll notice when Snoke gets cut in half, later on when, when Hux comes in and sees the body sort of fall down, the hand is still sitting on the throne room. So thank you, Ryan Johnson, for bringing back the tradition of someone losing a hand because they didn't do it in Force Awakens. It was the first Star Wars movie where no one had lost an arm or a hand. And I was like, what's going on here? Tradition, people. Tradition. That's <laughs> true. You know, Didn't one of the Rathars lose an arm. Oh, there you go. You're right. The door. There you go. I I take that back. Michael picked it out. You're right. It could be an alien because that's who it was in the first movie in Star Wars. It was Ponda Baba there, the walrus man that lost his arm. So I think. And a green milkshake for for you for winning. I am never having a shamrock shake again. That's probably why I'm here anyway. This is gross. Well, hey, everybody, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks a lot for listening, all you listeners. And uh, if you haven't seen it, now that you're completely spoiled, go see The Last Jedi. <laughs> we haven't spoiled everything. <laughs> yeah, there was one scene that we didn't we didn't talk about, right? Oh, yeah. Still have questions about JD. That's another time. <laughs> yeah, that DJ, DJ guy, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I wonder if we'll see him again. But, yeah, Woody, thanks a lot for joining us this time. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, and look forward to getting your uh, your Dianoga as a Funko. <laughs> <laughs> this looks really good. You're going to be impressed when you take it out of the box. It's just, it's really, really, they, they did an impressive job with these movie moment scenes. And, I mean, like, it, pictures don't do it justice. It's just absolutely, you're going to be floored when you get it. It's great. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you later. Good night. All right. Have a good, good one. Night. And may the force be with you always. Bye. Autobots roll out. Oh, hey, you've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe!